What was that? <laughs> really? You want me to say that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. The following podcast contains spoilers for The Bride of Frankenstein. You have been warned. <laughs> Want me to do the intro? Yeah. Oh, okay. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another KFR News Radio. This is your host, Miguel Magusto, along with your host, Glenjamin Button. Feels good, doesn't it? It does feel good. <laughs> I feel like I'm on top of the world after doing that. All right. You just gotta I've get in there and start throwing so fists. <laughs> How, How you doing, doing, brother? I'm I'm doing good. How are you? I'm not bad in the slightest. It, it's we're now in the third trimester of this fake summer going on in the fall. Yes, yes. It got cold and then warm again, and then cold and then warm again, and then cold and then warm again. And like, if if I wanted to feel like this, I'd just get in a relationship again because all of this back and forth is so <coughs> annoying. <coughs> ex, ex- squeeze me. Y- you squeezed. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I I don't like the back and forth. Uh, I don't like summer, uh, but I'd rather it like stay summer until it's gonna just be cold. Mm-hmm. But just uh, just yeah. literally tell me it's gonna be seventy to sixty degrees from here on out for the rest of my life, and I'll be uh, I can die. Yeah, even though that's the perfect weather, I can just oh, die. I, just I kill will me. I will die if it goes above seventy degrees. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> we're, we're getting off topic as usual. What mm-hmm. have you seen this week that you would like to discuss? Uh, believe it or not, I haven't seen much. I, actually, a lot of people could believe that. That's uh, that's yeah. just period. That's how it goes. I that watched Bride of Frankenstein, and like I've started a lot of things. Like I tried to watch Squid Games for a hot minute, which I just didn't have the attention span at the time. Yeah. So I got to get back around to doing that because uh, a lot of recommendations for that. Um, are being uh, thrown I'll add my, my recommendation onto that as well. Really? Yes, I enjoyed it. You see, this is this is one of those things where it was like, Netflix every year has a hype train on one specific thing. Yes. And like this, I didn't want it. I didn't want to watch it thinking that it, it was going to be overrated. So I've kind of just been like, I'll watch it when I watch it type oh, thing. Oh, I I think it's still overrated, but it's yeah. not like House, uh, the Haunting of Hill House, where mm-hmm. it's it's frustrating. Yeah, this is a or this Bird is, Box. <laughs> yeah, or Bird Box. This is a really good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that a I hope doesn't get a second season because we need more limited series because they're better. Yeah, uh, and b it is it is overrated, but it's still. It's still like it's enjoyable to watch. Um, I forget where I was going with that, but it's. It, I think there are some parts that are a little lackluster, but overall, it's a really, really uh, cool show. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I mean, I'm go, definitely going to get to that for sure. Yeah, go um, in knowing that it has its flaws, but it's still enjoyable. And uh, out of all the Disney, or Disney, all out of all the Netflix hype trains, this one deserves it the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've I started watching that briefly, and then uh, there's been a lot of backlash on another Netflix original for the, the Dave uh, Chappelle special, and I, I started watching that too, 
and then I just got sidetracked, just like I did with Squid Games. Yeah. Um, so both of <clears throat> those I'll get around to, but other than Bride of Frankenstein, I have not watched anything. Miguel! You missed one. Did I? No Time to Die. Holy shit. Yeah. It's been what that long good, since we've good, recorded. Yeah, so. <laughs> it, it has been a little bit of time. Uh, yes, we also did that, and the uh, movie review is up on the YouTubes for that. Yes, it is. Gotta say, I'm proud of the intro and everything else about it, but still. Yeah, it was good. Go watch that. Yes. Uh, so I take it that's all you watched? That is all I watched. Uh-huh. What did you watch? Uh, oh, I, you know, I went on a little weekend vacation, so I didn't watch as much as I normally do. Mm-hmm. Uh, still pretty solid. I mean, it, for a week and a half, it's not that solid, but it's... You know, pretty good regardless. Uh, first one I watched is No Time to Die, which we already discussed. There is a uh, review of that up on the YouTubes for the us. Uh, then I rewatched Wolf Walkers because I wanted the baby child to watch that, mm-hmm. trying to indoctrinate him to understand that Cartoon Saloon is better than Disney, even though they don't have as many films. Hey, get it together, kid. Get it together, kid. I know you like Winnie the Pooh and, and Mickey Mouse and whatnot, but you gotta be... You gotta get over that already. You gotta like the Selkies and the Wolf Walkers. (laughs) Come on, man. Uh, But yeah, Wolf Walkers is a great film. Uh, KFR Stony winner, if I'm not mistaken. It it is. Yes, so Wolf Walkers. Uh, Then I watched uh, Squid Game. uh, Nine episodes. uh, Hopefully limited series. Probably won't be a limited series, though, because you know how Mm -hmm. things go. Uh, Really enjoyed it. Uh, Was more emotionally involved than I thought it would be does have it fl- its flaws i think um i will say this i'm not going to get into it but the ending uh probably 30 40 minutes is pretty weak okay but it's 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 it makes its point and it's it's there uh i do just think it it, it if i'm honest it's because it it doesn't it leaves it up for a sequel which i don't want yeah i would rather it just ended either ambiguously uh or, you know, with a, a concrete ending, but this is like, okay, you're going to have a second season, and I don't want that. Um, well, who knows? It might surprise me in the second season is just as good, but for these kinds of show, shows, I rarely find that that's the case. I think I read um, that they, they didn't have a plan for a second season. That doesn't mean Netflix isn't going to be like, hey, you should yeah, do it, though. Throw enough money at people, they'll yeah. do it. Um, who knows? The South Koreans might have more uh, artistic integrity than Americans do. Maybe. <laughs> uh, but uh, then I watched Lamb, which uh, it's not up there as of this recording. It might be by the time this episode comes out. I will have a little review of that. Uh, oh. I'm trying to do more solo reviews for the movies that Glenn can't go see just because now I'm a stay-at-home freelancing daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, I have more time to do things. Um at night so lamb uh i'm not gonna say too much enjoyed it but you'll have to see the video to see any more than that then i watched the bride of frankenstein which we will get into in a minute or now depending glenn do you have any news uh i do it's very brief though okay so after the news we'll get into the bride of frankenstein all right um so there was a character in guardians of the Galaxy 2 that they kind of uh, hinted at was going to be a thing. Uh, and that was going to be Adam Warlock. Yes, oh, yes. yes. And he was being created by the the, the, the golden people, shall I say. Because I don't remember their real names. Um, and he's going to be... He was a big character in Infinity War. And a bunch of comics and stuff like that. Uh, that I am aware of. And he was just cast. And, Mike, do you know who it is? Uh, it's Will Poulter. It's Will Poulter! Yeah, Eyebrows! 
Yes, the original Pennywise before he had to leave, and mm-hmm. well, original for the remake of Pennywise before he was replaced by Bill Skarsgård. Uh, mutually agreed upon, I believe that was yeah. the case. Uh, but yeah, he's um, he's a great actor. I think he's underrated. Uh, he we we reviewed one of his first movies, Sons of Rambo, on here when he was mm-hmm. a, just a child, just a small um, child. Just and then a he became chilling. eyebrows, and now he's Adam Warlock. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So, um, so that's. I don't know who I exactly was. I don't. I don't know much about Adam Warlock, to be fair. But I don't know who I was looking for to be cast. But I'm. I'm I am glad it's Will Poulter because uh, a lot more people will have eyes on him, and then hopefully, you know, people yes. aren't dicks about it. Uh, and, if uh, I bash ha- him, if I have to uh, recommend one of his lesser-known movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's called Detroit. Let me double Detroit check. Detroit is that. a fantastic movie. Okay, so yeah, it is Detroit. I knew it took place in Detroit, but I couldn't remember if it was called Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays a racist cop. It's based on a true story, um, and he's just fantastic in it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's. I don't want to get into too much because it's a yeah, hard he, role he to plays talk the about. Role without. Super well, yes, uh, but like has. He's he's absolutely racist, but he has moments of humanity, which you know. I, I'm getting I'm digging myself into a hole here. I'm not going to say yeah, anymore. He it's a great performance. You'll have to see it to understand what I'm talking about. It does not uh, vindicate him at all, but it is just an it's an interesting character. That's all I will say. Because mm-hmm. anymore will get <laughs> dig me into a hole. But yeah, that is uh that is my news for today, and then yes. we can skip skip a diddly do into. The Bride of Frankenstein. Mm. Or just Bride of Frankenstein. IMDb says Bride of Frankenstein, but the poster says The Bride of Frankenstein. What is it, James Whale? Very misleading. Frankenstein. Mary Shelley reveals the main characters of her novel survived. Dr. Frankenstein, goaded by an even madder scientist, builds his monster a mate. It is directed by James Whale, written by William Hurlbut and John L. Balderston, uh, based on the original story written in 1816 by Mary Shelley, of course, uh, starring Boris Karloff, Elsa Lanchester, Colin Clive, and Valerie Hobson, as well as several others. 
Uh, yeah, I picked this because I, as a kid, I was obsessed with Frankenstein. I still really love Frankenstein. Every time I think about dressing up for Halloween, which I haven't since I was 12, when I was Frankenstein and some bitch didn't give me candy because she thought I was 16 because <laughs> I was six feet tall. People can be six feet tall at 12, Karen. Um, I'm not bitter about it, though. I don't uh, expect you to be. <laughs> no, it, it's uh, it's fine. But I, I love Frankenstein. I dressed up as Frankenstein a lot. And every time I think about dressing up for Halloween, I want to be Frankenstein. Um, but yeah, I, I had never seen this one. I had only seen the uh, 19, I want to say it's 31 original one with Boris Karloff. Uh, and then, there's, of course, the several, not all of the remakes, but several of the remakes that have come out. Uh, or retellings, rather, because you can't really remake something that's based on a public domain story. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, what did you think, Glenn? Oh man, what did I think of this 1935 movie? Jesus, as most of us know, <laughs> we uh, we know that I don't care for old timey movies much. Yes. You know, that's just the thing. I hate myself for it, and I know you hate me for it, and that's okay. I don't I hate had, you for it. I, I had just fun with this movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the bipolarness was insane. <laughs> uh, no, this was, a, this was a great movie, uh, specifically for the Frankenstein monster itself. And just, Have you seen the... the I have 19- not. I have okay. not. So I uh, wanted to go off record saying that. Yeah. Um, but uh, obviously, this story is very well known that I can have it in my mind to know what happened in the first movie. Um, but like what I liked about this one so much is that it, it did spend a lot of the time in like the good first half and probably even a little bit longer than the first half. Um, just kind of humanizing Frankenstein and him just trying to be a person and not like harm anybody and everything. And yeah. you were just along with him the whole time. And he was just trying to like walk up to people be like, Hey, what's good? Please don't hurt me or hit me with fire. That shit sucks. And then, and then he, when, he, when they did, he go, yeah, and then he go, Arr! and then he learned English really quickly, which was cool. Um, <laughs> but I think the the best scene was that that part for me where he met that blind guy, and the, obviously the blind guy can't see him to know what he looks like or get scared or anything like that. He's like, "Hey, friend, just come on in." Have a little glass of wine with me. Start toking up this cigar, if you will. Mm-hmm. You want to listen to some music? Absolutely. And they just, it, it very much humanizes Frankenstein yeah. in that scene. And it's really cool to know that there's a guy that's uh, not biased to Frankenstein because he can't see what he looks like or know that yeah. he's going to not be in harm like everybody else freaks the fuck out about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was a very cool scene. That was that was definitely my favorite part of the movie, for sure. Yeah. Um, and for a movie called Bride of Frankenstein, you don't really see much of uh, the the Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, it was more about the build up to her. Yeah. Um, of course, with my obsession with Frankenstein, it's one of the few books that I have read before seeing the movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, I actually know a lot about the, the book and everything. Uh, the fr- the first Frankenstein film and this Frankenstein film are kind of like the sparks notes of the book mm-hmm. uh you know separated because because they um in, in the book he learns uh, how to speak and he meets the blind man and everything um i don't remember if he's blind in i think he is blind in the book too but you know either way it's the first person that shows him kindness and everything mm-hmm. uh so it was just kind of see cool to see that you know they had not forgotten about that when they made the first one 
Uh, they just, you know, made, made a second movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but the, the book is obviously way more complex. It actually starts in the Arctic, um, mm. where, where uh, a bunch of people in a ship see Frankenstein riding a, uh, uh, you know, a dog sled across <laughs> It's a whole thing. It, obviously, I, I won't get into it too much. But there's, there's the book is so much more complex than any of the movies that have been made, except for maybe the Kenneth Branagh one. I feel like that one does a better job. Okay. Uh, but the thing that bugged me most, I enjoyed this film too. I, I really liked it. Um, but the thing that bugged me the most about this is in the beginning, they're uh, they're showing how Mary Shelley like wrote Frankenstein and everything. Obviously, it's it's not exactly what happened because uh it, there was a lot much more sex involved when she wrote frankenstein mm. um <laughs> uh it, that's an interesting story if anyone wants to look into <laughs> that it's 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 kind of funny uh but in in that scene mary shelley says that uh the book was misconstrued and it was actually supposed to be a moral story of how men will be punished if they're trying to emulate god Mary Shelley was an agnostic woman. Like, she didn't believe in God in in the same sense that, you know, Christians would. So why would she write a book about how man would be punished for trying to emulate God? The book, I mean, most people actually do know the real moral of the story, which is, you know, people will become evil just based on how you treat them uh, and, and, you know, turn violent based on how you treat them for being outcasts and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, when she said that in, in the opening scene, I was just like, really? The, the, <laughs> you could just tell that the censors were like, you need to put this scene in. So people don't think this is satanic. <laughs> and it, it just bothered me. But like, I understand being in the thirties, they had to be a lot more conservative with that yeah. and, and probably explain away some of the bullshit that they probably came up upon when, uh, the fir- film first came out. Uh, but other than that, I really enjoyed the film. Uh, it was, you know, a lot of people have probably seen Young Frankenstein. I know you've seen Young Frankenstein, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's it's cool. Frankenstein, you mean. Frankenstein. I'm so sorry. Um, actually, it is Frankenstein. He just it says Frankenstein to separate himself. And then when <laughs> he accepts his heritage, he says Frankenstein. Yeah. You stupid piece of shit. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, garbage. <laughs> but it was just kind of cool to, to see the connections of them. Like Minnie, uh, the the housemaid was obviously what uh, Frau Blucher was based on in Young mm. Frankenstein. I don't remember Minnie in the first Frankenstein film, but she was absolutely hilarious. Like trying to act all tough, and then when things would happen, would just scream and run away. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was fun in that sense. Like you said, there's, they had a lot of fun with it, which. You know, I haven't seen the first one in a long time, but I remember it being much more depressing than it is fun. I'm probably just forgetting all the fun parts of it, but it, it's it's a it's a real fun movie to watch. You know, it is. It's it, it's, it, it's got that gothic German feel to it. Yeah, it, it does help that it's so short too. But yeah. honestly, I probably would have been okay with another 15 minutes attached to this. But yeah, I mean, I it was the 1930s, so it's a, you know it's a completely different time. Yeah, movies were either an hour long or they were four hours long. Yeah, so like <laughs> this, this would have been cool seeing another 15 minutes attached to it. But I also understand, and it also made me want to see the first one. So maybe yeah. I'll actually get around to actually watching that. Well, you know me, I got that on DVD. So. Uh, 
Either we can watch good. it together or I can uh, l- uh, lend it to you. Also, there was a... Uh, there's like... For the cinematography in this, it was like really good for the 1930s as well. Yeah. Because there's one shot specifically where... Uh, let me look up the doctor's name. Is it Pretorius? Pretor- Pretorius, yeah. Where he walks into Frankenstein's... Uh, Frankenstein, Frankenstein's chambers, basically his bed chambers, and uh, like as soon as he walks through the door frame, he casts this huge shadow, and it's just like a clear, nice uh, little little. Uh, why am I losing little scene um, where it's just like you could see how menacing he is, not only like in his face, but like this huge casted uh, shadow yeah. that he's got in the door frame. It's it was a really cool shot, and just a lot of the movie itself was just really well done for that too. Yeah, I agree. Um, the, the the scale of this movie is is really impressive. You know, obviously being in the 30s, they shot most, if not all, things on closed sets, and you could tell when things were sound stages and everything. Mm-hmm. But they had really impressive sets. Like in the beginning, when um when I believe his name is Hans, fall like he try he he's trying to find the body of Frankenstein because he can't sleep until he knows for a fact that Frankenstein's dead, and he falls through into that pit underneath the mill. And it's just filled with water. That was like for 1930s. They did some crazy shit back then to to make things really impressive, and and that kind of added to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I just found myself being like, not mesmerized, but very like impressed with all of the sets. Um, and and you know, and I don't think they would stand in today's standards just because most things are shot on location nowadays with the exception of a few interiors but it's i it just really added to like the charm of it all mm-hmm. seeing seeing these really complex sets and uh, uh another thing i really appreciated is that it kind of it didn't repeat itself by having the bride of frankenstein come off right away and then it turn into like just a retelling of the first Frankenstein with the with the Bride of Frankenstein, where she would escape and murder people and everything. It, it built up to it, 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 and like you said earlier, really showed Frankenstein's humanity uh, to the point where he was speaking in broken sentences, but essentially full sentences towards mm-hmm. the end of the film, um, which is you know obviously something that's in the book as well. Is him learning, relearning how to speak. Uh, it, it's. I, I, it's hard for me to talk about Frankenstein just because I love everything about Frankenstein. <laughs> I okay. don't think I've seen, I haven't seen I Frankenstein, but I even like like the Victor Frankenstein movie with Daniel Radcliffe and James McAvoy, which is terrible, but I still like it. Was, it's hard. I Frankenstein was with uh, Aaron Eckhart, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, was that was a not good movie. <laughs> yeah, that one's weird because it's like he's immortal, so he lives for hundreds of years or something and then has to fight monsters or something i don't remember yeah i remember I seeing it back in the theaters and never watching it again yeah i it was, it i didn't rough. see it because i knew it wasn't like actually frankenstein mm-hmm. uh and but like all the other ones i've seen I've, I've really enjoyed and this is no exception and when they reveal obviously everyone even if you haven't seen the bride of frankenstein you know what she looks like she's just as iconic as frankenstein but she kind of cute though. She kind of she kind of cute though, and yeah. she's not uh, all disheveled and blockheaded like Frankenstein is. Yeah, she, and uh, obviously that was that was an artistic choice to to draw in people because no one people can handle a grotesque man, they can't handle a grotesque woman, which is <laughs> yeah. unfortunate. But <laughs> yeah, how dare they? One of my favorite lines of all time is in this movie too. It's uh, when Doctor Pretorius is like henchman. 
he tells them to go do something, and they just turn to each other and be like, this is no life for murderers. Yeah. Like, This Jesus. is no life for murderers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a pretty funny moment, considering, you know, the things they'd done. They're like, well, now we're grave robbing? This is... This is this is jacked. <laughs> yeah, it's a. I, I really enjoyed this movie. It, it, it's Frankenstein will always always have a special place in my heart. Uh, but uh, the one thing I, if I had to nitpick, while the effects of Doctor Pretorius's like miniature men people was was a cool effect. I don't understand. Yeah, that was the, a really weird sequence. Yeah, it it, it doesn't add anything. It doesn't change anything it's just like i guess it's like, like i guess it showed the it. genius of the man like he could do something like that but it was just a really weird and off put like he just made a bunch of tiny people like a little yeah. bunch of it kind of turned it into like a cheap comedy for a second yeah and, i mean i know this is technically a b movie mm-hmm. but it's i i still really enjoyed it if i if i had a nitpick and you might be able to sway me from my opinion here is okay. how um at the end there, he kind of basically, you know, he self-destructs the whole fucking tower that he's in. <laughs> um, yeah. And basically he kills everybody in there except for uh, Henry Frankenstein and his beloved wife. Um, and I don't, I don't know how I felt about that because he was like, uh, he, killed, he killed the bride of Frankenstein because she rejected him like she, or he did, or everyone did to Frankenstein's monster. Um, so he was like, oh, well, fuck that bitch. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to kill her and also myself and also this Dr. Pretorius. But he lets, he lets Frankenstein go and his wife. Now the wife granted had nothing to do with the whole thing, but, uh, you know, Frankenstein rejected the monster just as much as everybody else did. Yeah. So, so I don't know if, I don't know if I like that decision to just let him go or anything like that. But uh, how, how did you feel about it? Maybe you can... I thought it was a an interesting idea that was rushed far too quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember exactly how the book goes, but I remember in the book Frankenstein, while still hating Dr. Frankenstein, kind of had a soft spot in his heart for him. Like, he considered him a father. Like, everyone everyone always says, like, oh, um, you know, you, it's Frankenstein's monster, not Frankenstein. Well, in the book, in the book, he literally says, well, you created me. Mm-hmm. This is ver- this is not verbatim. This is, you know, a r- rough, I can't remember exactly what it is. He says, you created me, so I might as well take your name. So, like, calling Frankenstein's monster Frankenstein is not incorrect. It's just... Yeah the people who say that it is incorrect are dumb and have never read the book. Um, <laughs> I just don't but, want to argue with people, so I just say Frankenstein's <laughs> monster. <laughs> oh, that that is a hill I will die on 1,000% yeah. <laughs> of the time. Uh, but it, it, he, in the book, he that, that kind of soft spot kind of grows a little bit more with him. I don't remember how it ends. It's been, like I said, it's been pr- yeah. probably 20 years since I've read it. I, I read it at a very young age. Um, but it's, I like the concept of it, but it was definitely rushed way too quickly and didn't make sense for this film. Mm-hmm. I feel like it could have worked. Uh, but again, the, the book is so different from this. Like they go to the Arctic and everything. Like there's yeah. a whole, there's, there's decades after the, the events of the, these films that, that separate, um, the main story from the ending of the, the book. 
So I, I can't really remember, but you know, interesting concept, bad execution in yeah. my opinion. Well, maybe with that extra fifteen minutes that I wanted them to do back in the nineteen thirties, <laughs> yeah, it, they should have they should have did it. How dare they? they? <laughs> yeah, they really could have either solved it by having Doctor Frankenstein console mm-hmm. his creation. With how um, fast these movies go, too, it could have could have easily been done in five. <laughs> yeah, it really could have. Mm-hmm. So, like, all he had to do was like console him, and then like Frankenstein. I think it would have been more interesting if like. Dr. Pretorius initiated the destruction and then Frankenstein, after being consoled by Dr. Frankenstein, uh, sacrificed himself to stop Dr. Pretorius from hurting anyone else. Mm -hmm. Um, That would have been a much more interesting ending, in my opinion. And like you said, 10, 15 minutes tops is all that would have been needed for that. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, other than that, that's really all I have to say about it. Uh, one thing I will say. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> so the character Burgo Master, uh, he is the mayor of the town. Mm-hmm. With the crazy mustache. Yeah, and they keep calling him the Burgo Master. So uh, you know it's not his name. They keep saying the Burgo Master. Burgo Master does not mean mayor in German. It is Burgermeister, mm. and that just drove the ever-living shit out of me. I don't remember <laughs> if he's in the first one or if, like, that is his name. But they, in this one, they keep saying, The Burgomaster. I'm like, no, it's Burgermeister. If you're going to try to make it sound German, go all the way or just call him so I wonder the if they mayor. did that for an American translation for some reason. Yeah, maybe. I have no idea. The Burgomaster. It, it, it drove me insane, though. They're like, Burgermaster? We just invented burgers. That doesn't even make yeah. sense. <laughs> and this was before World War II, so it's not like people were very against Germany at the time. Yeah. But, yeah. It's, Weird. It's just, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's all I got to say. All right. All right. So that does it for our review. That brings us to the judgment for The Bride of Frankenstein. As always, it has to be a unanimous decision whether or not this goes onto the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. Glenn. Mm. It is my turn, so you yes, don't go yes, first. Yes, it is. Um, I, I can't stress this enough. Anytime Frankenstein's involved, it's going to be a yes for me. So it, it's really up to Glenn at this point because I'm going to say yes 100%. Nah, not 100% of the time. 95% of the time I'm going to say yes for uh, a Frankenstein film being on the KFR shelf. This one, and I think you agree, is is a very good Frankenstein film. Uh so I'm hoping you agree, but I will say yes, Bride of Frankenstein does make it on the KFR shelf. Well, I guess there's only one way to find out. <gasps> um, yeah, so like I said before, I don't like old-timey movies. And you know what? This doesn't, uh, this doesn't help that situation at all, okay? <laughs> this doesn't. You know, the ending decision was so weird for me. But the rest of the movie was so good, so heartfelt. Frankenstein was a... He was trying to be human like everyone else. And, you know, you feel for the character. You really do. And then when he's with the hermit, the blind man, and he's trying to be his friend and learn and be cool, he's just... It's taken away from him and it's so sad. And just that moment, just that specific moment, that scene, made me want to put it on the shelf. It really did. <laughs> hmm there we go. So The Bride of Frankenstein does make it on the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. It is a lovely little stitched up shelf boy. Mm-hmm. Or girl. It can be a shelf girl, too, girl. if it wants to be. So uh, that does it for the judgment. That brings us to our plugs for this week. Uh, so I had a plug. 
Okay. And then when I went back to the link for that plug, it had been removed. I wonder if we have the same plug. But I am sure that everyone has seen it, and I'm sure your plug is the same. So I'm going to have two plugs, unless you're still plugging that. I mean, let's let's see what yours okay. is. <laughs> so mine was going to be the Robin Williams hey! screen test <laughs> uh, that everyone has seen. I feel, what's his name? Jamie Costa or something it's, like that? Yeah, Jamie Costa. Jamie Costa, uh, someone who has been known for doing a really good I, Robin Williams I can change impression. mine, just a heads up. So you can okay. you can do well, this one. I'm, I'm doing two because I, I don't know if that's still on, on the web. Yeah, um, the video is out there. Yeah, but it's, 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 I couldn't find it after 30 minutes of Google. I, I did find an account that has the full video on there, Ooh, but it's set. not the original. Oh, okay. Well, send um, it to me, and I'll, I'll yeah. take a look. But, uh, yeah, so that is, I think it's just called Robin Williams Screen Test. It's, yeah, uh, Rob, it's Robin Test Footage is what it's technically Robin called, footage. I think. The fact that it was taken down gives me hope that they are going to make a feature-length film out of it. Well, I think it was um, just a fan-made thing. It was a fan-made thing, then I, but... I, don't, I didn't look too far into it, but I think out of respect for Zelda, maybe? Oh, that Because I read sense. about that because she was just getting, like, fucking destroyed with it in her inbox. She's like, stop sending me this video of my dad's, one of my dad's saddest days. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's really, it's, he's great impressionist. He's, he was good, but Jesus Lord, stop. Yeah. That, I mean, that's more on the people that sent it to her than it is the, the guy who made it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very, it's a very cool thing. Um, obviously don't send it to Zelda, mm-hmm. but I think it'd be cool to see a feature length film, but obviously that is completely up to his family yeah. if they allow it. Oh, calling Orson. Come here, Orson. Robin? What? I gotta try another thing here. More calling Austin. <coughs> Come in, your fatitude! Mullock! Hello, Austin! Falling asleep on the job again, Mullock? No immenseness, just uh, working on my report on dreams. <laughs> dreams? Well, dreams are a beautiful aspect of human culture. In fact, it happens when you're at night and you close your eyes and all kinds of images happen and it's really bizarre. Well, let's try this one. Well, it depends on who you ask. If you ask Cinderella, she might sing it to you and say, Robin? A dream is a wish, your heart. Robin! Uh, and I respect their decision regardless um, of what it is. But, you know, Robin Williams such an impact. So that is a cool thing. But my the thing I, I picked to replace that, uh, I can't remember if I plugged this before, uh, but I'm going to plug it again just because I, I kind of scrambled for things. Uh, the album, uh, the newest album by the band Foxing called Draw Down the Moon uh, came out in August, I believe it did, mm. and it is fantastic. Foxing is one of my favorite bands. Uh, so my plug... I think I remember... I think I plugged a song from that. Yes, I think that was Um, it. But I am going to plug the entire album because it's so freaking good. And you know what? I might add the same song that I plugged earlier. Screw it. Because it's a great song. So uh, Draw Down the Moon by Foxing is a great album. It's got great songs. So check that out. Um, so yeah, my my I guess our honorary plug is the, the Robin test footage. Uh, yeah, Jamie Jamie Costa was was fantastic at that. I when I looked at looked that up and I saw it in my news like little news feed on YouTube. 
I rolled my eyes. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. They're not doing this. And then I watched it. I'm like, holy shit, they're doing that. That's yeah. awesome. But I think it was just a fan-made thing. So definitely... It, it definitely was a fan-made yeah, thing. Yeah, definitely but. check that out. Um, but also there's there's a... My other real plug is um, they, they kind of released a little bit of uh, footage over the top of uh, The Last of Us and, you know, Pedro Pascal and... Uh, I can't remember her name, and I apologize to her. Uh, the chick who's playing Ellie, um, they're walking down the street, and it's just, I guess it's just people that like live above the set or whatever, and they're just like recording what's going on. Bella it's, Ramsey, it's, by the way. Yes, thank you. Um, and they're just they're walking down a street that's all disheveled and you know post apocalyptic looking, and. They fucking nail the walks of the characters, and I it made me a little bit hype. I know there's a lot of people hype for it now, just because how good you know the characters are looking or the actors are looking as the characters. Mm-hmm. So there's that little test footage out there. Not test footage, Jesus. Get off the mind of Robin, please. Um, there's that little footage out there of uh, just you know Joel and Ellie just walking down the street. Give it a chance if you want to. I I know I'm excited for it. I was from the, the first step. Yes. 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 So, so those are our plugs for this week. Uh, highly suggest, if you can, find that uh, Robin Williams thing. But also, respect their family, his family. Just mm-hmm. do it. Don't be a dick. Uh, that brings us to our assignment for next week. Glenn, it is your turn to pick the film that uh, for week is. five of our Spooktacular. All right. Two, five or four down, two to go. Here we go. Yes. Um, so I had an idea in mind for what I wanted, and then I kind of changed it. I'm like, you know, I don't know if that's going to be a good choice. So I, I changed it, and then I was looking, and there's just so many shitty horror movies out there that either we both have watched already or you've watched, and I wanted us to go into something because I want to rewatch something, and I know you haven't seen it yet. Mm. So we're going into that. <laughs> the movie that I'm going to announce here is on Tubi for free. And on Amazon, but I think you have to have a subscription to a different like branch of Amazon. So a lot that. of those do have seven day uh, trials yeah. that you can just do and then immediately take back, and you still have it for seven days. So, yeah. so regardless, it's on Tubi. It's a free, free little thing. Uh, it's going to be the movie called The Changeling. It came out in 1980, and no, it is not the one with Angelina Jolie. It is the one with George C. Scott. Yes, I believe it is sl- based on the same true story because the the Angelina Jolie one is based on a true story, but that goes more for the drama, not the horror. Mm, I was going to say, this is definitely a little different from that one. Within this old house live two residents. One of them is John Russell, composer, professor. The other has been dead for over 70 years. <laughs> Claire, I'd like to talk to you about the house. Did you die in this house? How did you die? Whatever it is, it's trying desperately to communicate. What is it in that house, Claire? What is it doing? Why is it trying to reach me? I'm living in your 
got something of the senator's. He wants it back. of his wife and daughter in a car crash, a music professor staying at a long vacant Seattle mansion is dragged into a decades old mystery by an explicable presence in the mansions. Damn it, Mike. <laughs> uh, inexplicable presence in the mansion's attic. Okay, that is very different from the Angelina Jolie one. Yes. But I, I saw the chair, and I was like, oh, it's got to be the same thing. There's a chair, man. It's the same. Uh, yeah, so this, I'm picking this because this is one of my mother's favorite, like, horror movies ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't watched this in probably a good amount of 10 years or so. Um, and I know I liked it a lot. Um, there's there's just, like, my one friend, Zach, you know, Smiley Magoo, Um <laughs> <laughs> he when uh there's just this one part where just there's like something like saying something and he's just like scared shitless. I don't want to give it too far away. We'll talk about it later. But it just it's it's such a fun movie and I'm hoping it stays that way and that it rewatching it won't ruin it. Yes. Um but it's directed by Peter Medic, uh written by Russell Hunter, William Gray, Diana Maddox, stars George C. Scott, Trish Van Devere. Uh, Mev, Mev, Melvin? I almost Melvin. said Melvin. What, what is happening to me? It's Melvin, you almost said Mevlin. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Because I, <laughs> I also Douglas. almost said Mevlin. <laughs> yeah, uh, Gene Marsh, uh, John Kulikos, and Barry, uh, Morse. Yes. So yes, that is going to be on, uh, Amazon Prime with a little trial thing that you might have to do, but it is on Tubi for free. Cool. So yeah, I was completely wrong. This is nothing like the true mm-hmm. story that the Angelina Jolie one is based yeah, on. Yeah, imagine um, my uh, suspense when I realized that the Angelina Jolie had nothing to do with this one. So we yeah. were backwards on that when I, <laughs> I watched that one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that is our assignment for next week. As always, you can check out our website. Well, first of all, thank you for listening, everybody. Mm-hmm. As always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com on Instagram, Keystone underscore film underscore view, Twitter, Keystone underscore film, Facebook, Keystone Film Review, YouTube, Keystone Film Review, TikTok, Keystone Film Review, and on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we watch something that is not like the Clint Eastwood directed Angelina Jolie movie. I can't stress that enough. <laughs> You, you just can't. It's got a psych ward, it looks like, maybe. Yeah, at least a chair from a psych ward. It's a wheelchair. It's a wheelchair. Bye-bye. Uh, uh, uh.